Savior Jesus Christ, we uh, we are just blessed this morning, and I'm excited about today and all the promises. And good morning to everybody's just getting up, moving around. We're going to start um, catching up on um, the things that we need to catch up on. It's His time. We are excited about everything that's in front of us. We're excited about the promises of God. We're excited about this weekend. And as you listen this morning and. Um, there's going to be things I do and send out for the blessing of our people. I do want to say um, that this is special. It's his time. Um, I really do focus on being sure I provide our members of Heaven's Office Ministries and the BAM Church and what they desire and need and be able to answer all of the questions for them <clears throat> and what's on their heart. Maybe I shouldn't have coughed in the mic like that. But, um, we want to be sure that we are able to reach into something good. So good morning. Uh, there's a blessing out there for everybody. I still got my message I'm going to send out um, to all the members of Heaven's Harvest Ministries to encourage you. So I hope you um, have started on your blessed day. I pray that you have started in the light of the goodness of God on today. Man, I, I, I get this list of questions and um and I'm going to put a charge on those questions and go for them. And it gets a little difficult. Um, I, I love having um, guests. You will see guests coming back again. I love having people on. I love having um, the conversation, asking the tough questions um, sometimes. And and just love uh, just being in the midst. Well, uh, one of the members had this tough question. Amen. And I have 200 questions that I'm eventually have to touch on, um, even with the things that we do today um, along this journey. And it was concerning pastors and politics and um, understanding um, should pastors be in politics? Should their family be in politics? Um, should the church be in politics? And should there be a change in that element um, of how do we go forward in politics? What is the reality of politics? And what is the reality of pastors and politics? And how far does the pastor indulge? Man, that's a tough question. And I'm going to tell you why it's a tough question. Um, we are all cultured in a certain type of way, and we bring all of our um, life into ministry, we bring all of the culture we were raised in, the city we come from, the neighborhood we come from, the educational system that we come from. We bring all of that to the pulpit. Um, we bring our hurts, our pains, our failures, our successes. We bring it all to the pulpit. We also bring to the pulpit our fears, um, our insecurities. We bring all of that to um, th that pulpit, that that box, um, um, that ability, that platform um, that we have, and we we really persuade from that place. We persuade from the place of all of our experiences being um, captured in a moment. 
all of our experiences being captured in that particular place. And when we bring all of that um, to that particular place, that's what you're going to attract. You're going to attract the essence of where you are located. You're going to, as pastors, we attract, um, especially as I did. I started in a dining room and, and, and built um, under the power of God um, what he had required for me to build um, from a dining room to the church we are in. Amen. So I don't understand some of, of the platform of coming from the angle of a social construct and having to assimilate into a ministry and and have them adjust. But I do know that when all of my experiences are brought to the table, no matter what they are, I'm going to attract my experience toward me. I'm going to attract my mindset. I'm going to attract either um, a mentorship um, program and build people to be more like Christ or I'm going to attract a agenda if I if that is the basis of my ministerial um, essence, and and that becomes um, pretty much the ground um, that we stand on. Now um, I know somebody say, well, should a pastor be in politics? Yes, should he be in politics? Yes, that's good because um, you do want the righteous to lead and you want it to deal with wickedness in high places. Should politics be on the pulpit? That, that is the discretion of the moment of that pastor to um, figure out whether it is a relevant moment or not. It is not for me to say what a pastor should be in his pulpit because I don't know the terms he, that he was hired. I don't know the terms of, of really his relationship with his congregants. Um, personally, just to answer the question, should I or politics or, or pastors run into politics and run for politics? Should I, I said it right, politics or the pastor running into politics should be on an everyday um, platform of the ministry, the pulpit? No, I don't think so personally. I'm going to tell you why I don't think so personally. Um, because from that pulpit, if you have an issue, um, assume you have an issue with Trump or Biden, um, your the 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 level of your bitterness or your hatred will be the level of your message. Um, your message would not be the love of Christ. Um, it would not be the heart of being peaceable unto all men. It would be the level of the training of your bitterness and how deep you are in that hurt, pain, and agony, and that's what will be brought to the pulpit. Um, because if you're angry after watching CNN, that's what you're going to bring to the pulpit. If you're furious after watching Fox, that's what you're going to bring to the pulpit. Um, and whatever that agenda for that moment and hurt and pain and agony becomes the message of that moment. Now, that becomes difficult. And the reason that becomes difficult, if someone doesn't care about either one of those things at that moment and all they know is they were just fired from a job or all they know is they just had a broken relationship, somebody just left them or they were physically abused or all they know is they just lost their child, all they know... Um, is that this is the moment um, that I am in between life and death. Um, you, will, you will minimize the salvation moment that Jesus saved to the emotional moment of the tenderness of your personal heart to be able to have the power to lay that heart upon people's minds. 
which is, for those that don't understand, which is a great power. You can influence and you can draw others with that same mentality and forget the motherless and forget the, the fatherless and forget the widows and forget, amen, forget the bastard children. You can forget all of those things and your responsibility by the agony of the moment of your heart. Um, so should politics be on a regular basis on the pulpit? No, you don't want to draw people to you by your bitterness. You don't want to draw people to you um, by your hatred. You don't want to draw people to Christ um, by the agenda because then they're not then they're not at church um, for the betterment of themselves. They at church by the social construct that you are preaching from. And if you look at it carefully, sometimes um, when you look across the political spectrum. You you can almost get a little, it can get a little convoluted in its own right, um, because you can look at the aspect of if that preacher is a great supporter of Biden, he's going to preach from a different um, element of scripture context. And if they, if it's a great supporter of Trump, they're going to preach from a different aspect. If they are a great supporter of, um, of Vice President Harris, they're, they're going to preach from a different construct. If they, if they are a great supporter of the planets, um, they're going to preach from a different construct. And, and no matter what's said, if you're angry concerning um, Kyrie or you're angry concerning a young lady who just got um, murdered in Mexico, you're going to preach from a different construct. Um, just hear me walk with me for a second. And if you're preaching from the element of the four, um, three white young ladies and the one Caucasian young man, white young man who died and was murdered, you might bypass the, the, the four murdered because you want to focus on the element of the one murdered by color construct. And so you, you, it's hard to preach politics because you will bring the color of the politics to the pulpit and forget that it's all who mourn. It's all who hurt. It's all who cry. Tear ducts are not different by color. Tear ducts are not different by gender. Uh, you don't get a different tear with a different content by um, your race or your color. Blood doesn't change. Um, I've yet to see white blood fall on the ground. Amen. I've yet to see black blood fall on the ground. No matter what, um, it the blood of Jesus covers everybody. A amen. And if we're not careful when we talk about pastors and politics, and I'm covering, I'm going to be covering all of this coming up shortly, saints of God. When we talk about pastors and politics, we might find ourselves in a struggle of going, you need salvation and not your agenda. Um, because the worst thing you want to do is vote for your heart and then realize your heart was wrong. Uh, vote for what you desired and realize your desires were wrong. Because we all change, even pastors, they change their political views as they go along. Because as life changes, your lenses change over your eyes. Your view changes as life changes. And as life changes, your desire changes, your outlook changes, and really perspective shifts. Amen. Because you're aggressive when you're young. It's just hormonal. And, and, and that is just what it is. Amen. You get a little older and you're like, well, okay, I can't start over again. I can't do this over again. I can't start that over again. I don't. I just don't have the energy or the time to start a new relationship and a new career and a new path. I just don't have the energy. I got to go to bed at night. I'm, I'm 40, 50, and 60. I need some sleep. You know, and you're young and you're ready and you're invigorated and you're ready to march and you're ready to, and pastors 
because if they're not careful, they would be the initiator. Really, they are, if they're not careful, they'll be antagonizers of division. Um, by sending little messages, little subliminal messages in their preach, in their message um, uh, that causes division. And we shouldn't give that a pass when sometimes you need to call that what it is. That That's a divisional message, man. And you can't do that because we have to draw all unto Christ. And and this is for the Greek and the Jew. This is for everybody, the Gentile. And this is for male and female. <laughs> this is for everybody. And as I stated last night, um, when we talk about pastors and politics, I made a point last night um, to say we don't care what color a car is. We care about the name on the car. And the same about Jesus. We don't care what color he is. We just care about the name. And, and when you, if you start preaching the element from the pulpit, the consistency of a political framework and an undertone of politics on a regular basis, Jesus will get lost. Humanity will get lost. Empathy will get lost. Love will get lost by the push of division and push of segregation and the push of hate. And that's on all sides. That's just not one side. That's on all sides. Because sometimes we look at um, the element of, um, Pastor, here's where we stand on this, and here's where we stand on abortion, here's where we stand on voters' rights, and we already know where we stand on those. I'm not called to that, even though we are called to preach on it. We are called to set tone. We are called to be social activists. Yes, we are. We are called, pastors are called to be political, but we just have to be careful in our politics that we do not forget um, in our politics, in our pride, and hearing our name called for the politics, being pushed to go forward. We, we got to be careful we don't forget the homeless. We got to forget. be careful we don't forget the underprivileged. We got to be careful that we don't become so educated that we start looking down on those who cannot talk correctly because of where we from. Um, I was listening to something the other day and it grieved my heart. You know, I'm not a fan of Walker and I'm not a fan of, I know I'm throwing myself out there of either candidate in the state of Georgia. But I will say this, amen, I will say this, when we become in a place on either side where we say, because I'm going to show you the hypocrisy of where we push it from the pulpit, we'll say Herschel can't talk. And Herschel can barely speak, so we don't want a politician that can barely speak. We actually smacked all the years, um, all the years of the politicians in Mississippi who couldn't speak, the politicians in Alabama who couldn't speak, that were African-American, who went into politics and risked their lives and didn't have the education and fought the system and come out of a one-bedroom shack and who stood there not able to speak but had the vigor to fight We've just smacked them in the face. We cannot do that. And, and on the other side, amen, and as we say, okay, should the should pastors be in politics? Should they? And we have to be careful of saying to them, should they be in politics? And then we turn around and be hypocrites and say, don't trust the pastor because they steal the money, sleep with the women. <laughs> and then we turn around and say, okay, we, we're looking for a candidate that we say we have labeled all pastors are this. And they 
they're no good. Let's eliminate the church. But should we be in politics? Y'all should be when we need you to be. And then on the other side, yes, we don't want you talking because um, you don't talk well. And my God, someone wrote on one of the social medias, like, um, he still sound like he picking cotton, which means we need to eliminate the whole essence of saying 400 years of oppression because you making a joke of them who then picked cotton and who was slaves then. So we have to make up our minds in church. These were church people, religious Going every Sunday, sing on somebody's praise team, taking up offerings, sitting in the pew, ushering. We have to make up our mind. From the pulpit, what tone do we set? For me in my house, we serve the Lord. I end by saying at Heaven's Harvest Ministries, I don't preach a lot of politics from the pulpit. Um, their lives have gotten better because I preach sin. I preach against sin. I preach against debt. Um, I, I preach against the lack of initiative in education. I preach against um, dysfunctional family structure. I preach against rape. I preach against sodomy. I, I, pre <laughs> I preach against verbal abuse. I, I preach against physical abuse. I, 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 preach, uh, I, I preach against the things that an individual can elevate their life no matter who the politician is. And so I leave the politics to them. I let them choose who's best for their pocket. I call you blessed on today. May the grace of God rest, rule, and abide with you. This will be on our podcast. Um, just go to our podcast. We're on all platforms. It's his time um, with Pastor and Overseer Thomas A. Pulliam Sr. Love you very much. Have a great day. I call you blessed. Cause I really needed it Felt your presence out That I'm finally obedient Thank you for your love